fucking intro. This is Dustin. And this is Eric. And this is SLC Podcast. Thank you for joining us for episode 182, still the month of Halloween, and we are getting ever closer to an election as well. So get out there and get yourself informed, people. It's about time to do your duty, and it is still Halloween time, so on this specific episode, we are still going to be playing a track at least or more that are related to the the Halloween time of year, about mid-show, we'll get to that, and on the next episode quick preview i am picking a whole bunch of uh aptly themed picks for next episode so tune in next time on 183 and you'll get an idea and hopefully we have a really neat interview but until we have it actually specifically scheduled not going to give any more details than that but be on the lookout for that coming up soon as well eric we have uh, a lot of great music coming out uh, a lot of stuff i'm gonna quickly run down the list you let me know there's stuff that you are into. Uh, real quick, Speed Plans came out on October 11th with Field of Vision. Face Command with Chingadera EP on the 12th. Rebuilder put out Burning the Bridges of Hillsborough County. That's a single on the 12th, and that's a fundraiser for Jeff Poot from Witches with Dicks. So go check out that one. Uh, Left Alone put out Mibario Single. We'll talk more about that later in the episode. That was on the 12th. Uh, Direct Hit put out Have You Seen It demo on the 13th, and they have planned for 2021 release, a bunch of recordings to accompany uh, each of a book that they're putting out, some compilation book uh, and tracks that correlate with each of the initial 12 chapters of that book, so be on the lookout. I like themes, and we're going to get into more themes coming up later in the episode as well. On the 14th, Safety put out Song of the Night Gator single, On October 15th, Dial Drive put out Broken Down. Mad Caddies on the 16th put out House of Fire EP. Mob Mentality put out a split with Warriors on the 16th. Stay tuned for episode 183 because he's going to be playing some tracks off of that one. Matriarchs with Year of the Rat on the 16th. Speedway self-titled on the 16th. The Blowies. Tune in next episode for some tracks from The Blowies uh, on 183. That came out on the 16th. That was a self-titled. And I think we're going to be playing some different tracks than what even came out specifically there. But again, on 183, we'll talk more about it. On the 16th, Seaway put out Big Vibe. Uh, Class Violence put out After the Fight single. That was a two-track single. And they put that out on the 18th. On the 19th, Zombie put out a single called Sounds Like a Porno. Violent Unrest on the 20th put out Close to Me, which is a cover of The Cure, and that's a single. They're from here in Salt Lake. Cool cover. I like it. Go to the band camp. Check it out. Millie Manders and the Shut Up on the 23rd put out Telling Truths, Breaking Ties on the 23rd. That's this Friday. Strange Light on this Friday. The 23rd is putting out Adult Themes. The Bouncing Souls are putting out Volume 2 on the 23rd. Chambers putting out Cost of Sacrifice on the 23rd. The Line is putting out Sour to Punker EP on the 23rd. Stolen Wheelchairs is putting out The America on the 23rd. Stolz Schnack is putting out Life, Death, and Everything in Between. That's on TNS Records on the 23rd. Pup, P 
P.U.P. is putting out This Place Sucks Ass EP on the 23rd. The Janitors are putting out Backstreet Ditties on Rebellion Records on the 23rd. Backbreaker. Uh, they have, I think it's only a single. I didn't get the single. I saw it this morning. I should have wrote it down. I apologize. But be on the lookout. New Backbreaker coming out on the 23rd. Cardboard Box Colony. That's, that's, I don't know why it's hard for me to say. Cardboard Box Colony is... Uh, putting out self-titled EP on the 23rd. A lot of stuff on the 23rd. A few more releases to go. Divided Heaven put out They Poisoned Our Fathers. It's single, or they're going to be anyway. On the 27th, War on Women is putting out Wonderful Hell on the 30th. House Ghost is putting out self-titled House Ghost on the 30th. Nude Oil is putting out Dead Flies on the 30th. Illicit Nature is putting out Slugger on the 30th. Sub-Zero putting out House of Grief single on the 30th, Violent Affair, we're going to be talking more about that one here coming up, putting out Anthems of Defiance in a Dying World, Volume 4, Depression. On the 31st, One Voice is putting out Skinhead uh, for a day single on the 31st, and No Mercy come, uh, EP coming out from Violent Unrest, also on the 31st. already pre-ordered that one myself. You can pre-order and get one track and listen to it. So looking forward to playing that coming up on the show before too long. Eric, that was a very long list of what's coming out and what has come out. Anything you are looking forward to? Well, the most I'm looking forward to is probably Pup. Uh, Yeah, I think I said this in the last uh, couple of... Yeah, last episode or so. (laughs) The fact that with every record that Pup has released has always been like a I don't know, just a very different one within their style. So it'll be interesting to see how they Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where they go with this one. Right. Especially with how uh outlandish and I don't know, I guess proggy the last album was. <laughs> I think that's uh, I think that's a way to describe it. But still just poppy and you know that same in that same vein of uh, Canadian punk. <laughs> and uh, they got a very, uh, they have a very specific uh, tone coming out from up there. And uh, one, <clears throat> one release that came out, I was going to mention it uh, uh, in the last episode, but completely uh, spaced my mind was the Damned new EP. And yeah, I finally got to sit down and listen to it a couple weeks ago. And I listened to it a few times. It's actually very enjoyable. Excellent. Well, I'm glad the damned still putting out some great stuff. I uh, know. And I uh, saw this morning, uh, the original members are actually going to reunite and do like a back-to-back show, uh, a back-to-back show, a show where they play their first album, Damn, Damn, Damned, back-to-back. Awesome. <laughs> well, back, so. probably in the UK, so but that'd be that. great for anybody that gets to check it out. Oh, yeah, but I'm pretty sure they'll be doing, like, a live streaming of it or some sorts. Right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're doing, like, the, uh, I didn't read too much into it. I kind of saw it in passing and just garnered the basic information, but I'm pretty sure it's, like, the 25th year anniversary of it, or 25th, 35th. Yeah, I was going to say, it's got to be at least 35th, if not uh, 45th. Yeah, probably. I'm still... I'm still too uh, not awake enough to do math properly. Fair <laughs> enough. Well, a lot of good stuff coming out. Uh, definitely be on the lookout for the violent ones, violent affair and violent unrest. 
Uh, we'll be yeah. playing Violent Affair on this show. Violent Unrest, I know we'll be playing in the next couple episodes. Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to that. Backbreaker and Janitors, I've already heard a single from Stolen Wheelchairs. It's great. Heard the whole thing from The Line. It's great. Bouncing Souls, always a fan, so looking forward to that. Millie Manders and the Shut Up, been looking forward to those uh, coming up. I've uh, been liking the last stuff they've released. That Close to Me cover of The Cure that Violet Unrest did. I was just listening to that yesterday. It's pretty awesome. If you like The Cure, uh, check out that cover. It's a good cover. And a lot of other great bands, a lot of bands we've played on the show before, and several of these will be playing on this show or at least on Punkanoi Worldwide here in the next month, maybe sooner. So be on the lookout for those. Anything else you're looking forward to, Eric, or do we just need to jump into some new music? Yeah, maybe we should jump into some new music. Let's do it. Let's do it. What'd you pick? What you you pick something that's only it's about a month old. Yep, just about a month. This is a band called Paranoid. And that was about the only thing I was able to uh recognize in <laughs> right in my own language cuz the whole uh there is two language barriers in here. One is the fact that um uh, this band is from Jämtland, Sweden. Right. And they are yeah, and they uh, they play a type of uh, hardcore music that is intertwined with metal, but in the same way that the early uh, D-beat bands were doing it. You know, you think Discharge, you think of how raw and crusty their sound was. It was almost just a hint of metallic oil in there. That's basically what these guys are, but they got a bit more of a thrashy approach uh, thrown in as well. Um, but the other interesting thing about this is their uh, albums. If you go back through their discography, is it? Kind of a long discography and being a band that's eight years old they have put like an album out pretty much every year or an ep or a split they got a they got a mile long a mile long worth of songs and yeah my friend who uh who works in gray whale he introduced me to this band as he does pretty much every time i see him <laughs> and <laughs> And I was like, okay, they're from Sweden. All their songs are in Japanese. Right. Like the, yeah, at least the titles are. Um, I'm still unable to to decipher what's sung in Swedish, what's sung in Japanese, and if anything is sung in English. <laughs> so it's, uh, so yeah, they got like uh, three forms, uh, three languages going on through this one band. Anyway, back in uh, September 25th, they put out an album called Out Raising Hell. And I decided to listen to that one, and and yeah, it is visceral, raw, punk music, but like I said, it's got that metallic approach behind, damn, air pockets, it's got the metallic approach behind it, and it appeases my, it appeases the headbanger in me, while also appeasing the uh, troublemaker in me. <laughs> the, song that, the song that I chose was, uh, it is in Japanese, so... Excuse the pronunciation, if there is any. Akaba no me. And, yeah, there's a couple of translations that I that I came across. Because Hakaba means graveyard. and uh, But when I put the whole sentence into the Google Translate, Hakaba no me, it says poor Hakaba. And Hakaba is a, uh, digging deeper, I guess is a character from a certain anime show. I can't remember the title. I'm not too big on anime, like, at all, so I have no idea what that would be either. I have no the idea. Messages in this song, so I don't know. I could say it's for the graveyard. 
because that actually sounds a little cooler and uh just for the sake of keeping it within the season yeah this is for the graveyard <laughs> all right let's check it out let's uh it's paranoid
swear I just heard him saying something about a cemetery there, Eric. Yeah, <laughs> he was. <laughs> so maybe it is something to do with the graveyard. Well, it I'm pretty sure it is. This is uh, coming off of a rudimentary Google search. <laughs> and, yeah, going through translate, the uh, me is actually, uh, I guess, Japanese for eyes. And that is what he's saying in the in the chorus there, cemetery eyes. So maybe that is what Hakaba no me actually translates out to, cemetery eyes. Awesome. So, so yeah, there you go. It's a... Uh, that is a very possible, maybe accurate translation. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. They're from Sweden. It's good stuff there. New stuff that came out just uh, a little less than a month ago. Pretty great. Uh, next, we're going to play a, a track, the band Left Alone. You're familiar with Left Alone, right? Yes, I am familiar with Left Alone. Good stuff there. They just came out with a track. Uh, it's Mi Barrio. We're talking about at the top of the show. It was released as a single as well, and I think that was on October 12th. But for this season, anybody that goes over to RoadDogMerch.com and makes a purchase, you can get a Scalloween 2020 compilation. And this track's also there. And there's several tracks. And the only place you can get the Scalloween 2020 compilation is on Road Dog Merch. And the only way you can get it is if you make another purchase. But they'll give it to you for free. So if you want it, nice. there's several other tracks. Some tracks have been previously released, but some hadn't. And if you want to get them all in the same place, just as well go there. Road Dog Merch, a lot of great bands, a lot of great stuff there. And real quick about the song, I think I read that they wrote it uh, like 2012, 13, 14, somewhere in that range, quite a while ago. Kind of a lost recording, came back across it, and they redid it. And this track, it features Tim Timebaum of Rancid, if you didn't know. You should have known. Uh, Christian oh. Merlin uh <laughs> Chincha Barinches, uh, Jesus Ariaga of Padrino, uh, sorry, Jesus Ariaga Padrino of Inspector, Miguel Rodriguez of South Central Skankers, Ephraim Schultz of Death by Stereo, Louis Perez the Third of Ma uh, Manic Hispanic, Gilbert Pichardo, Manic Hispanic, Gilbert Asensio, Cafe Con Tequila, Senor Calaca of Eight Calacas, Bernardo Leos, Kung Fu, or Los Kung Fu Monkeys. I want to thank Los Kung Fu Monkeys. That's who shared this to me. That's how I came across the track first. And Mario Luna uh, on guitar of Viernes 13. So I want to put all that out there because that's who you're going to see or hear. And the video, I think the animation is great. I think the video is great. So if you like this track, definitely go check out the video. You can go get the single. I believe it's on iTunes. Or just go to Road Dog Merch. So enough talking about it. Let's check it out. I think it turned out really good. Uh, I like the track a lot. I've watched the video a couple times, and I really enjoy the track. So here it is, Left Alone, featuring Tim Armstrong and so many others. Here it is. Rebeldes, rifando y controlando más fuerte. 
of cultures right here to represent When the barrio comes together, the party never ends En mi barrio las cosas son diferentes Tocando ska para toda la gente En mi barrio las cosas son diferentes Tocando ska para toda la gente En mi barrio las cosas son diferentes Tocando ska para toda la gente En mi barrio las cosas son diferentes Tocando ska para toda la gente That is Mi Barrio. What do you think of that track? Uh, I keep wondering, like, uh, how was the, uh, how did the song come into play? How were they deciding which uh, singer was going to sing what and where? Because there's right? a lot of people going into, going into a single song. But I at agree. the same time, it's like a, this all-star mix of all these uh, mostly uh, ska revival singers and artists and whatnot. Absolutely. Turned out really good. Uh, you know, a bunch of, uh, you know, there's English, there's Spanglish, there's Spanish all <laughs> over. That song was full of it. Uh, I think the concept's great. Like I said, next episode, definitely going to have some politically themed songs. And I think people should be passionate about their politics in this time of year, you know, every two or four years. It's all right. But just remember, especially once this comes and goes and it will come and go, uh, you know, the sentiments of songs like that, you remember people come together, uh, we're still one, still people of the same country, still people of, though maybe different political beliefs, still same beliefs overall. Otherwise, we would be leaving this country and going to countries that do something different than what this country does. And none of us are. So when it comes down to it, we, you know, remember that sentiment. Remember, you can bring a whole bunch of people together. And unity is the thing. Unity is the theme. Eric, yep. we have another track here. One more new one. We're going to play a couple tracks. What I was getting to is the band Violent Affair, right? They are yes. going to be releasing Anthems of Defiance in a Dying World. It's volume four. Uh, Depression is its name. So on October 31st, you can get it. They're from Oklahoma City. We just played one of their albums uh, from about 10 years ago. And... Uh, fortunately for us, band reached out and was like, hey, guess what? We have something new coming out, and it's coming out soon. And so we have some of those tracks. I'm going to play a full track for you. We're going to play Don't Lose Hope here in just a second. And then I'm going to give you a sample of the other two tracks. But you're going to have to go get the 7-inch the if you want to hear the whole thing completely. So we'll give you a, a full track, a couple samples. And one thing I wanted to read is something the band shared with me. Uh, it's going to be kind of long. But it's just, it's one of those things where, you know, I like this band, and I like a lot of bands. I like a lot of the bands that we play. But when you get, you know, intimate knowledge, as it were, like this, it uh, provides just a, a next level of the appreciation or enjoyment or how much you like a band. And it did that for me with Violent Affair. It was already a band I liked, but knowing this, it just made me like it so much more. I'm really into the the concept album or the concept themes and I'm going to read this, so f uh, forgive me for sounding like I'm reading off of a paper, because I am. 
<laughs> All right, so Anthems of Defiance and A Dying World is a five-piece concept album released in five volumes correlating to the Kubler-Ross grief model. So stay with me on all this, people. Uh, Anthems of Defiance, so we're going to be listening to volume four. That means one more to come. Each volume is released on seven-inch record with its own artwork that all line up to make an album cover of a larger picture. The songs on each volume are written in the respective key, matching whichever stage of the grieving process. For example, all the songs on Volume 1, Denial, are in the key of D, and the songs on Volume 2, Anger, are in the key of A, and so on. The lyrical content is written to tell a story from an analytical and objective view on the current state of the world and society as a whole with a blend of personal experiences of loss, betrayal, and love, the lyrical content often makes references to past or present stages of the grief cycle from volume to volume, like the songs, song Who's to Blame on Volume 2, Denial Can't, or sorry, on Who's to Blame on Volume 2, Denial Can't Go with, I'm struggling reading, I'm sorry. <laughs> Here it goes. Denial Can't Go Now, This Much Is True, Red Is All I See, and I don't know what to do. Or in the track Self-Destruct on Volume 4, which is coming out, but you're only going to get a sample of that track. I can't deny my anger or bargain for a break, so I'm dealing with depression in unacceptable ways. Directly referring to denial, anger, bargaining, and depression, but also foreshadowing the final volume, Acceptance. The intricacies, why can I say that word? Intricacies. Intricacies. There we go. go. (laughs) Only took three tries. Uh, Don't (laughs) stop there. They all also extend into the song structure. For example, the songs on volume four, Depression. We attempt to address depression from multiple perspectives as the track Don't Lose Hope tackles depression from an outside perspective, trying to uplift a loved one who struggles with these emotions. So the the song is in D major, and has a bit more of an uplifting feel, but the song Self-Destruct tells a tale of depression from an inside perspective and is in D minor to give a dark, ominous tone. Each individual 7-inch is pressed on colored vinyl that matches the color coding of the Kubler-Ross model, for example, Denial on black vinyl and Anger on red, etc. Needless to say, no record label was interested in touching this project, so it has been entirely self-produced, self-recorded, self-released, and written. And the band, they make their own merch and print their own record sleeves and even have the records sent to them or from the manufacturing plant, no center label sticker, so they can cut costs and apply those themselves while putting records into poly sleeves and inserting digital downloads and hand numbering each vinyl, they are as DIY as it gets, doing everything short of pouring wax into the vinyl molds. They even built their own recording studio, remodeled out of a two-car garage from the ground up since uh, most of, or some of those guys have construction backgrounds. So that's a little bit of information I wanted to give. You know, some people can come up with a theme, right? Like, okay, uh, there's a couple songs. But these guys went so far as to create, uh, you know, the fifth one coming, five separate EPs all with the same theme, and then the music is in the theme, and the overall artwork has its theme, and the color of the seven inches are thematic. I mean, it's just thematic all the way around. So I wanted to read all of that to give everybody 
just the, the appreciation. I have such great appreciation for all the thought and everything that went into there. And then on top of that, the music's good. We're going to listen to Don't Lose Hope, something a little more upbeat, as I just read. But then we'll give you a sample of Self-Destruct and Will to Fight here in a moment. So from the upcoming fourth volume here of Anthems of Defiance in a Dying World, Depression is its name. The track we're going to listen to, Don't Lose Hope. Let's see what you think. think of that don't lose hope oh i can tell the uh yeah i really loved the tone of that one the yeah what you were saying earlier in the uh 
you know, in the essay that you were reading, <laughs> the, uh, uh, talking about how the music is coming together to uh, display the theme. And really that should be, uh, you know, a worldwide thing when you're, uh, you know, for all music writers out there. But yeah, especially coming from a uh, punk rock band that just uh, garners itself and uh, praises itself on its simplicity. Even through simplicity, you can get very easy, very easily get the the basic emotions you're trying to get across to match the lyricism. And I feel that they've done that very well here. Well, we'll get a, a sample, just like we, we talked about, uh, of Self-Destruct. Talked about that one as well. And then we'll hear a little bit of Will to Fight. Play about, you know, maybe a minute uh, of each. Like I said, if you want them all, go get it. Go find it. Uh, I'm a collector of sorts, and this is definitely one uh, a series that I am into getting uh, I think it's pretty fantastic. Like I said, I can't praise enough the the complexity of the the theme here uh, of everything that they're doing. It's it's great. Let's get into two more tracks. Let's listen to a little bit of each one. Give you a sample. So let's. Uh, I'm just going to pick it up a little bit into the track, not just play the beginnings. And, and so we're going to pick it up a little bit into the track of self destruct. You'll get a little sample of it. Again, that full track you got to hear, Don't Lose Hope. We talked about self-destruct. Let's see what you think of this little bit of self-destruct. What'd you think of that self-destruct there? Uh, that sounds more like the uh, violent affair that I'm used to. <laughs> yeah, just fast, violent, and chaotic. That breed of street punk that we all that we all kind of know violent affair for, but still holding true to the uh, you know the music, still holding true to the theme of what the song and the lyrics are all about. Right. Good stuff. Uh, just as described and really, I mean, I, th I think there was like three tracks on just about all the EPs. And again, I can't say enough how much I think it's cool. I like the concept. And if you're a collector like myself, you're going to want to collect all. And just knowing, you know, the artwork all goes together. The, the songs, the way they're created goes with a specific theme. And the colors go with that same theme. And the lyrics with songs go to that same theme. <laughs> pretty awesome uh let's listen to one more track we, we listened to a sample there of self-destruct that's a five minute track so there's a lot more of it to hear so make sure you get out and get it 
Will the Fight, we're going to listen to, comes in just under three minutes, and we'll listen to uh, a little bit of it as well and give you a sample of Will the Fight. So here's one more from Violent Affair. sample there of will the fight when you hear good street punk at least for me it reminds me of how great street punk is and how much i enjoy street punk music eric what do you think well i think uh really based off of the description of these uh eps you know having the common thread go through each ep and yeah just the overall theme that they're going for and whatnot it's uh yeah it's <laughs> raising my interest and uh just giving me more of a more of a push to really check him out and give Violent Affair uh, uh, more of a chance. I remember I said a couple of episodes ago they really didn't stand out to me as much as like in the realm of street punk, but but yeah, now I'm uh, more more inclined to kind of give him a more severe listen. Right. Well, it's it's good stuff. We played that album, uh, their LP from I think it was like ten years ago. Uh, Definitely check them out. I mean, if, if you haven't checked them out recently, like I say, there's this is number four. You can go check out the other ones. They're all on their Bandcamp page. You can go check out on the Bandcamp page. Right now on the Bandcamp page, you can see the Cockroach Theory uh, LP there, and then Anthems of Defiance uh, in a Dying World, Volume 1, which is Denial, Volume 2, Anger, Volume 3, Bargaining. And like I said, on the 31st, Four will be out, and five is not too too far out of reach. Uh, they released Existential Crisis earlier this year, Recreational Outrage as well, uh, Existential Crisis being just a single. And on their Bandcamp page, under the merch, there's a, a bunch of uh, the vinyls you can get, eight bucks a piece. Like, like I told you, they're doing all DIY, hand stamping, hand sleeving, uh, you can get the digital versions because they're putting in download codes in those as well. So go check out all that stuff. I even have a, a cool turntable cover, a violent affair bandana, uh, a couple shirts, a back patch, all the stuff that you could want from a great street punk band. So get out there, check out uh, Oklahoma City's Violent Affair, and be on the lookout. Not too long. we got about 10 days, and Volume 4 is going to be out. So I hope you enjoyed the track Don't Lose Hope and getting a sample of the other two, Self-Destruct and Will to Fight. Eric, let's jump into some older, lesser-known stuff. You're up first. What'd you pick? Well, I picked a band that uh, uh, that was given to me through the confines of Slug as to review their album. And this uh, this band comes all the way from Israel. Nice. 
Yep, Israel. They got a bit of a got a bit of a hefty punk rock scene going there. And this is one of them. This is a band called Mad Choice. And the album that I'm choosing this specific song from, it's called Swallow a Shotgun from the album. Oh, jeez, I just skipped it. Safety net. I'm here to help you. (laughs) Yeah. It's been a while. But, yeah, the the album Safety Net, overall, I gave it a bit of a meh review. It's a... (laughs) Yeah, the the band itself they got a they got a sound of like uh the style of melodic hardcore punk in the same vein as uh eighty eight fingers Louie and I guess early rise against on the same coin. And yeah, it's it was fun, but a lot of the album was really uh uh just kind of uh, in one ear out the other for me, but there were a couple of really great standout tracks and this was the first one. As in, it was the first song that you hear on the album. And I was like, oh, this is great. It's pulling me in. It's getting me excited. And it's catchy. It's heavy. And I really hope the rest of the album sounds like this. And yes, the rest of the album did sound like that. But a lot of it really sounded the same. So not to, not to dog on the band at all. I'm, <laughs> I hate giving negative reviews. But of course, I uh, hate to be dishonest. So... So yeah, the album itself, feel free to check it out if it sounds like something up your alley. And let's give you a sample of that album. Here's the song, Swallowing a Shotgun. songs are uh, pretty quick hanging in that uh one to two minutes maybe sometimes three minutes but but yeah that was a fun song another standout track uh funnily enough was the last one one two three four and it's that one is just a bit of a pummeler it's a it's slower and it's definitely it's definitely harder definitely a lot more intense in my opinion but but yeah, that was just kind of like, oh, there are these two great tracks that are sandwiching this uh, uh, kind of uh, okay album. But <laughs> well, again, that's my, that is just my opinion. You know, if you like what you heard here, feel free to check them out. The band is a mad choice. The album is Safety Net, and I'm pretty sure they got a few more out. I haven't, haven't really done a lot of research on there, as there's not a lot of uh, 
stuff that exists online with them outside of a Facebook and I believe in Instagram, but again, I'm, I'm sort of, uh, ill prepared on this one. No worries. Uh, I'm sure there's more. They started in 2003 and this release came out in 2013. So I'm sure there had to be something in that 10 year span. Plus, uh, I don't know if they're still active. I think they only had a Facebook page, no, no Instagram. So they may not be as active, but nonetheless, there's going to be more stuff to find out about them. So go check them out. That was Mad Choice from Israel. We're going to move to Sacramento, California for the band Whole Hog. That's H-O-L-E-H-O-G, one word, Whole Hog. And they put out the album Radiation Blues earlier this year, March 13th of 2020. So not too old, but uh, still, you know, early, early this year, like right around the time that uh, the country and the world went into a quarantine the whole hog was putting out radiation blues. Perfect time for them. Unfortunately, probably didn't get to go out and do like an album release, or if they did, they probably didn't get to follow it up with much. Uh, the band Whole Hog is made up of ex-members of DCOI, Monster Squad, uh, S Syndrome, S Syndrome, uh, and, and Brain Rash. The only band I'm familiar with there is Monster Squad, and we'll get to them later in the show. But I heard. Uh, a bunch of tracks off Radiation Blues. I liked it, so we're going to play one here on this show. So from Radiation Blues and the band is Whole Hog, we're going to play the track Burden. It's a shorty as well, under two minutes, just like that last one, Mad Choice. So Whole Hog with Burden. <laughs> to just uh, jump into my Apple Music and add that album because <laughs> I really like that song. It's a good track. Uh, I like the band. I think they have a great sound. I'm a big fan of Monster Squad, uh, so I was definitely into checking it out. And turns out Whole Hog Radiation Blues is good, so go check it out. That track was Burden. Eric, let's get into some holiday-themed music, the holiday being Halloween. What did you pick? What are we listening to? Well, I picked a a band that has a very specific genre. They are a local band. They are called the Pagan Dead. 
And funnily enough, I know about this band because uh, my best friend, my dear childhood friend, who I, you know, the one who I started uh, Stegan's Youth with, this is his cousin's band. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, we have a bit of a personal connection. The first time I ever saw them, he, we were talking with him, and he said, you have any of our music? No? Well, here. And he just gave me his uh, the two CDs they had at the time. Awesome. So, so yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, one of which is, a, uh, is an album called Spondalia. And, yeah, this is a... Yeah, this is a band that it's a psychobilly band and they they have a leaning towards a lot of occultish themes and a lot of uh, a lot of horrific scenes so obviously this was the uh, kind of a no-brainer choice yes but very thematic yeah but yeah of course it's uh, thematic but you can only go so far as uh, praising the underworld and praising satan and whatnot as a uh, you know, it only goes so far as like a, as like a spooky theme or anything like that. But sure. there is one song that really stood out to me, and that is a, and that is a song that relates uh, mainly to me. It's called "House by the Cemetery," <laughs> and I say it relates to me because I literally live in a house that is across the street from a cemetery. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so yeah, I was uh, yeah, I always thought that was pretty funny. And and yes, it's of course relating to the uh, TV, uh, TV, the movie of the same name. Awesome. So yeah, that that was probably the most Halloween track I could find on there. And yeah, this is a uh, if you're ready for it, this is what I this is what I label their genre as like blackened psychobilly. <laughs> so nice. So yeah, it is, it's got that same psychobilly twang in there. It's got that same beat. It's got that the same feeling by it. But they screen the lyrics pretty much in that black and guttural growl. <laughs> Excellent. Well, something a little bit different oh, yeah. then. Oh, yeah. Definitely definitely one of a kind as far as I know. But, again, I'm not super familiar with a lot of psychobilly. But, but yeah, Pagan Dead has definitely definitely scratched that itch every time. So, so yeah, maybe they'll scratch yours. Let's listen to some House by the Cemetery. How many have wandered innocently into the waiting spider web? How many more are doomed to follow? The smell of the rooms terrifies me and lures me on. The smell of blood. How many more still to come? Onward, into the depth of this mystery, I want to know. Know the worst. Onward. Find out. Find out. Yeah. 
by the cemetery good track salt lake city band there yeah definitely got a yeah definitely you know psychobilly aims more on the uh, grim side sometimes the yeah, and sometimes more often than not the uh, halloween side and this one just uh goes for broke and just says you know what we are going to be a cult <laughs> <laughs> yeah great band they're great guys they have a yeah have a very a very unique sound, as I said before, and they were a lot of fun. That's awesome. Uh, we have one more episode next week. We'll play another Halloween-themed song, and maybe maybe the one in November right after Halloween. We'll see. If you want more Halloween music on Punkin' Way Worldwide, I will be putting out an episode Thursday or Friday this week, tomorrow or the next day, All Halloween Bands. It's recorded. I uh, just released a, an episode of All Bands from Indonesia just a couple days ago on Monday. So Thursday or Friday, all Halloween music, a bunch more psychobilly on that as well if you're in the mood for some more Halloween and or psychobilly music. So go tune into that uh, when it comes out. Let's jump into some great cover-to-cover albums. And we got a couple good ones today brought to you by the letter M. Uh, uh, uh. (laughs) All right. I probably mixed my, my Sesame Street there a little bit, but... Uh, Madball, that's who you picked. I did. I did pick some Madball. You know, the quite literal brother band to Agnostic Front in the late New York hardcore scene. Right. And Madball was one of those purveyors of uh, of taking New York hardcore out of the 80s into the 90s and kind of uh, making a breed for the next generation. And, yeah, Madball has been on a bit of a yeah, a bit of an incline with their music. You listen to the first album, the uh, Ball of Destruction and the EP that came out. It sounds like very straightforward, uh, cut-and-dry hardcore. You know, probably no similar than what you hear in Agnostic Front or even the Chromax, for that matter. But as they went on and uh, started garnering new members, they started uh, getting a bit more of a metallic sound. And it was basically like you're playing... Uh, 
the idea of playing metal music or not even metal music, playing playing punk and hardcore music with a metal overtone or undertone. You know, it sounds like the guitars should be in a metal band, but they're playing punk music, if that makes sense. (laughs) Right. Yeah, and that's basically what they did. And I felt the, uh, and that's what they did in the uh, second album they released, Demonstrating My Style. And yeah, I really love this record and the fact that it's so, evenly blends their New York hardcore sound while also giving some new life into it, even uh, cross-stitching it with a different uh, with a different genre. And at that time, it was inciting it with some more groove-oriented music. You know, you think uh, early uh, Machine Head or the revitalized Pantera. You know, bands like that that were like uh, giving hardcore more of a different dancey feel to it. But, you know, they're not without their... They're not without those crazy hardcore dance parts. <laughs> well, this is a great album. Uh, really good tracks here. Demonstrating my style. So the band started in 88. This came out in 96. So, yeah, like you said, definitely a period of time for a progression and bringing that sound or uh, evolving the sound from the yeah. 80s into the 90s. Good stuff. What's the first track that you picked? First track I chose was Back of the Bus, as I feel this is an example of them holding on to their old school, fast, just crazy, hardcore sound that we all know, and you know, invoking it with a bit of a breakdown in the end. And this is a style that has just been arguably overplayed in a lot of uh, current hardcore bands, where it's like, we have your fast part, we have your dance part, and we have your beat-em-up part. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of like a Mortal Kombat video game, but but yeah, it was starting to garner its uh, that style way back in the '90s, and Mad Ball was one of the, uh, in my opinion, one of the purveyors of that. So that's why I chose Back to the Bus, as I feel it's a great exemplary song for for a lot of hardcore bands, even to this day. So here we are, Back of the Bus from Mad Ball. We played some short ones on the show. That wins the shortest award coming in at 117, even though we did have tracks at 126 and 141. Yep, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good track. I'm just a big fan of Madball. One of my favorite bands, uh, you know, New York hardcore bands, just hardcore bands in general and realistically in that punk 
Umbrella, just an absolute great band. Uh, I really enjoy it. And uh, pay little hint here, I really like Sick of It All, and I'm a huge fan. Like maybe one of my favorite, if not the favorite, New York hardcore band for me personally. Uh, at least they produce, I, I'll say this, they produce the majority of my favorite hardcore tracks out there. But that's all I'm going to say for now. Let's get back on to Madball. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny because uh, Sick of It All does kind of fall in the same category as Madball. Right. You know, bringing more, uh, yeah, bringing more of that metal tone into the hardcore bus, so to speak. <laughs> right. Weird how those are probably two of my most favorite bands in the hardcore and especially New York hardcore scene. Oh, yeah. Yep. And yeah, and they, another thing, they both were on that same that same train as like uh, bringing. Hard, bringing New York hardcore from the 80s into the 90s in a style that made sense. Right. And, yeah, it's not like they were planning anything. They were just doing what they were doing. Exactly. And, yeah, and nowhere does that come across as more uh, more of a relevant, yeah, more of a relevant statement than in the second song I chose, which is Pride. In parentheses, times are changing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And yeah, this is probably my most favorite Madball song. Probably, yeah, probably because it is relevant the whole way around. I know the song came out in the middle of the 90s, but, you know, you look at it and it's something that just happens every day, everywhere. The times do change and you got to kind of find your place in it every day. Right. Yep. So it is like uh, you roll with the punches or go with the flow or whatever, and that's what this that's what the song entails. And it yeah, and it did come out because uh, you know, Freddie the singer he was in uh yeah he was in New York hardcore at a very young age because Ag- Roger Murray from Agnostic Front was his brother, is still his brother, <laughs> but but yeah, so he was taking him to hardcore shows when he was just a little kid when he was like seven or eight years old and bringing them up on stage, singing agnostic front songs. And, you know, in the first, in the first rendition of Madball, uh, both Roger and Vinny were in his band. Because at that point, agnostic front was uh, going slow and eventually had their, uh, had their first breakup. And then they came back around this time in the nineties too, which is, yeah, which is pretty, pretty fun to think about. Right. You now both the Madball and the agnostic front coming back at the same time, making a, pretty arguably seminal hardcore records and well i believe demonstrating my style is one but yeah before i get too far away from the subject let's uh let's listen to pride this is when they had more of those uh uh those chuggy rhythms and that super metallic uh super metallic feel but also keeping the simplicity of hardcore in check making sure that they're not strain too close to I don't know being a Pantera-esque band (laughs) (laughs) yeah right times are changing let's go
great track. I'm a big fan of Madball. They, they keep releasing good stuff. Uh, you know, some people are fans of bands. They were better at the beginning. They were, you know, whatever. But I think Madball has just progressively keeps releasing really great tracks. I'm not going to go back and try to say it was better at the beginning. It's better now. I just like all of it. I, I like uh, going from here, uh, albums that came out around 10 years ago, and even new releases. I just like Madball. Them, sick of it all. They do a style of hardcore that I really enjoy and can't wait to get to see those bands again. Fortunately, I got to see Sick of It All here in Salt Lake about two years ago after their last album came out. Yeah. Yeah, that was a that was a hell of a show, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, and then seeing Madball with the uh, with suicidal tendencies that was a that was a show I never would have thought that I would see in Salt Lake City because uh yeah because Madball got screwed over in uh, uh in Salt Lake City by the uh, by one of the promoters and oh. they got them so bad that they were like. You know what? If you're promoting shows, if you're promoting these kind of shows, we're not going to go through you anymore. So they basically were like, uh, just kind of wrote Salt Lake City off, <laughs> and they're like, we're not coming here anymore. Well, I'm glad they so came back. Was, yeah, of course, because times have changed. And, exactly. And yeah, they got they got a much better show with a uh, with another great band, and it was a. Yeah, a lot of people showed up just to see Mad Boss. Some of them didn't stick around for suicidal. <laughs> They're just like, yeah. And <laughs> I like to point out, I didn't. I've seen suicidal tendencies. That was like my sixth or seventh time seeing them live. But I was mainly there for Mad Ball because I had never seen them before. And why? Why would you skip out on seeing Mad Ball live? Just why? <laughs> exactly. I'm. I'm with you. Yeah. And of course, they played that song, and I just. Uh, I just lost it. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, it's a good band. It's a great album. And speaking of seeing bands live, last year, probably almost the exact date, but pretty close, almost exactly a year ago, I was in Oakland, and I was watching Rock the Ship. And at Rock the Ship, this band, Monster Squad, was there. So I got to see them over in Oakland. It's uh, awesome. They're from Vacaville there in California. And I really like Monster Squad, uh, most recent album come out on Pirates Press. But before that, on Charged Records, in 2004, they released Strength Through Pain. And guess what? Charged Records is re-releasing that, or reissuing rather, on vinyl, uh, the 2004 album Strength Through Pain. So go out and get your copy of it. I'm definitely going to get a copy because I didn't have one from back then, and I really like the band Monster Squad. Hence, played the band where ex-Monster Squad member, Whole Hog, earlier in the show, but Monster Squad, Strength Through Pain, really good album. Charged Records uh, is a great label as well. They put out a lot of good music. On the Edge, that's the track we're going to listen to first. We're going to listen to a couple Monster Squad tracks from that album, and then you're definitely going to want to go out and get your reissue copy on vinyl so here's monster squad off of strength through pain first track is on the edge
track right there on the edge if i didn't say i said that i've seen them i saw them last year if i didn't say they were awesome definitely one of the highlights for that weekend of shows over there at rock the ship for me so many great bands but man they put on a really good show you found a monster squad well this is my first time hearing them properly so really well man we probably should play some more monster squad uh they like i said they just reissued (laughs) Strength Through Pain on vinyl, and that came out 16, it's coming up on 17 years ago, and they have a lot of good music, a lot of good stuff coming out, and they are so good live. Let's get into one more and get you uh, a little more properly introduced or properly listening to a great band like Monster Squad. The track we're going to listen to off of Strength Through Pain to wrap up this segment of the show is No Destiny. Yeah. 
No Destiny, Monster Squad, awesome band right there. You know, sometimes some music kind of sounds dated. You can hear it, and you're like, oh, yeah, it probably came out during this time. I think that music holds up. It was fantastic then and has a great sound nearly 17 years later. If you don't have a copy, you can go over to Charge Records and get you a reissued version of that 2004 album. Again, Strength Through Pain. Eric, before we move to metal, any final thoughts there on Monster Squad? Well, I've definitely been properly introduced. We'll say that. Good. It's good to hear. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and definitely leaving a positive impact on me, That, especially with that last song. That definitely felt, man, what's the what's the word? Definitely more hyperactive. Right? <laughs> yeah, not sitting still in one place for uh, quite some time and just a uh, yeah, had a bit more of an appreciation for the uh, vocal range on that one. It is, it's a really good band, and, and there's several other uh, albums and such to, to go choose from, even a newer one. I think the I think Depression came out on Pirates Press two years ago. I want to say it was 2018, but I could be wrong. Uh, definitely get out there and check that one out, too. It's great. Eric, let's wrap up the show. It is time for some metal. What did you pick? Well, I picked, uh, I think this is kind of a uh, theme with me, posting uh, posting on bands that ride that fine line between uh, hardcore and metal. Right. And, and yeah, this is a band, uh, if you're from the, if you're from the metalcore scene or like the, uh, or even just like the, uh, I don't know, the more grim, more grimy, more rough and cut metal scene you probably know of a band called Fuming Mouth. And these guys from uh, rising up from uh, Milford, Massachusetts, uh, they are about seven years old. So good for them. Right. Congratulations. <laughs> yep. And in that time, they've, they've released a uh, demo EP and, uh, and a full-length album, which is what we're going to be talking about today, The Grand Descent. And yeah, this is a, their EP, in my opinion, sounded a bit more hardcore. And I have yet to determine if that was because of the, uh, the lo-fi tone in which it was recorded. Because, you know, it's the, it's the first EP. It's kind of expected of, uh, of bands like this. But, the, uh, but even though The Grand Descent is a full length and it does have a bit, a bit more of a cleaner uh, production scale, it did not lose any of the intense distortion and... Just this, man, this overall, what's the word I'm looking for? Alertedness. Because, <laughs> yeah, it's not that music that you just put on in the background and you just are like, okay, this is fine. No, it's music that kind of demands your attention. It's kind of in the same way as like a, a band like Cult Leader or even Gate Creeper or things like that. And that's really the two bands that I kind of uh, compared them to. It was like that kind of death metal-y uh, obituary drudge that you get from Gate Creeper and this intense sporadic and kind of a chaotic riffing that you get from you get from Cult Leader or a band like Call of the Void or Converge even. It doesn't get it doesn't get too mappy, I promise. But <laughs> but yeah, that was the overall vibe I was getting from these guys. And these are all the points in uh in heavy music in general that really uh that really capture my attention and and make me want to listen to more. So I listened to this album a couple times. It definitely holds up. And the song that I chose was Burning Hand. 
and this uh, this kind of accurately displays their their sound pretty much. A lot of uh, has some pretty intense breakdown, some little uh, and some little uh, pinch harmonics that come up in between. <laughs> so, so yeah, the fact that you have a breakdown with uh, pinch harmonics, it kind of accurately displays. Yeah, this is a hardcore metal band. <laughs> Excellent. Well, let's get into it. What you got? Burning Hand, the band's Fuming Mouth.
That winds down. That's fuming mouth with a burning hand. Definitely slaps you across the face like a burning hand. Because it just <laughs> leaves your face feeling it's on fire. <laughs> well, it's aptly named then, right? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you see what I mean? Those uh, little uh, pinch harmonic squeals in the uh, breakdown there. Kind of an interesting little take there. It's great. Go check them out. Uh, again, the album, The Grand Descent, just came out a little over a year ago, June 7th of 2019. So fairly new. Let's get this show wrapped up. The band I picked came across them, and I thought, oh, I'm going to shuffle my metal picks down because I have a handful ready to, to get played on the show. But I think this is thematic. Wasn't intending on it, but it kind of is. The band is White Collar Sideshow. I didn't come here to die. They released this just over a year ago, October 4th of 2019. And though I think they have a sound in that realm of Rob Zombie and that type of horror metal or horror hard rock or horror whatever you want to call it, uh, I, I, it's a husband and wife duo that comprises this band. So uh, it's going to be a little bit different. Nonetheless, uh, they've been a band since 2006, and they are from Arkansas. This might be the first band I've played in three and a half years, and uh, 300 probably episodes or more, yeah, more combined between the two shows, uh, that I've played a band from Arkansas. So uh, if I've played another, I've, I'm sorry that I forgot where that band was from, but I don't, we don't get a lot of bands from Arkansas on the show, so happy to get to play one. Uh, if this is the first, fantastic. The band, again, White Collar Sideshow, kind of has a Rob Zombie-esque feel to it. You'll find out here in a second. Go check them out on Curtain Call Records. Curtain Call Records has been putting out a lot of good stuff recently, so go check out Curtain Call Records. If you want to check out some good new music that you might not be familiar with, Bring Out Your Dead is the track. Eric, we'll find out what you think after it's over. Bring out your dead. <laughs>
makes the whole world go blind. makes the whole world go blind. Right? How true that is. So, like, uh, maybe uh, do some alternate lyrics on there or alternating lyrics. Eye for an eye makes the whole world go by. Eye for an eye makes the whole world go blind or something. But, but I get it. That's not in the uh, – maybe I'm just going out of context for it. <laughs> well, I like the band. Uh, I think they have that similar sound to, you know, White Zombie, Rob Zombie, Scum of the Earth. Power Man 5000, kind of that vein of music, which I would say is like industrial sci-fi horror metal, something to that effect. Yeah, yeah something of like uh, going under the realm of alternative metal, that huge umbrella term, but it categorizes a ton of bands of that same of the of that same kind of sound, and that's what I'd say these guys are. They are alternate metal, but but yeah, like you like you said, they do have a that electronic industrial feel and yeah i definitely got the rob zombie vibe coming from it nice well if you like it check them out the album's been out a little over a year white collar sideshow uh you know even you know psychobilly bands and halloween horror punk and all that stuff is still great all year round but i think it just adds to its ambiance of the bands of the sounds and such at this time of year so definitely get out and check out that band and should any of the other ones i just named uh, we've wrapped up the show. You can find the show at iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Amazon Music, Player FM, SLCPunkCast.com. And if it hasn't switched already, it should be switching some point soon. I forget when. But Google Play Music will be turning into YouTube Music. So I believe that's where we'll be instead of Google Play Music because it won't exist anymore. And you can find all the bands on Instagram at PNDFTW. And that is for Paranoid. Uh, and FTW, I don't know. You can figure that out. Faster than the world. Who knows? PND, FTW is where you'll find Paranoid. At Left Alone Official, at Violent Affair Official. And real quick side note, I want to thank Violent Affair again for sharing their music, for us to share and talk about, and all of the insight into all that. And I want to specifically thank Dave from Violent Affair. Uh, it's fantastic, and I, I'm totally looking forward to that release and Volume 5. When it does come out, Great stuff there. You can find at Whole Hog Punks, P-U-N-X, at Madball NYC, at Monster Squad Punks, at Fuming Mouth, at White Collar Sideshow. And the show is also on Instagram at SLC Punkcast. Eric, where can we find you and your bands and everything else you do? <laughs> well, let's start with Instagram. I am on Instagram at ScaryUncle underscore Eric underscore SLC. My band is also on Instagram at Anonymous SLC, and that their Bandcamp is also is also Anonymous SLC Our Facebook is Anonymous SLC or Anonymous Band SLC. We'll say that. And oh, what was the other thing? My other band, Cry Wolf, is also on Facebook. It's just under at Cry Wolf. And working on getting an Instagram for uh, that started as well, but I'm uh, handling multiple Instagrams right now. So hopefully, some hopefully somebody else takes that. <laughs> takes that role. Fair enough. But, but yeah, that's where you can find me and my music. And I hope you enjoy. Just uh, I hope you enjoy the search. 
right? <laughs> as well as as well as what you find. Well, quick side note on your band because we didn't discuss it on this episode. Your digital release came out the first, so about twenty days ago, three weeks ago, and the tape just went up for sale this past week. Correct? Yes, it is uh, official on the uh, Bandcamp page. We have a we have it under the little uh, the little merch tab. We just have. That's tape. That's all we have for physical media right now, or physical anything. We're uh, talking about getting shirts and being the next step, because that's how it goes, right? That's uh, yeah. You do a physical release of music, then you do uh, yeah, <laughs> then you shirts, do shirts and then you do jackets, patches, and you do stickers, tour. and whatever else, and touring exactly. Uh, especially when you can play live shows again, that'll be a great place for people to get those. So it's gradual. Until then, what's the rush? All right, you can find all these bands on Facebook at PNDFTW. Again, that's for Paranoid, the Swedish band that also has stuff in – what language was that? Was that Japanese that we said? Um, yeah, it was Japanese. Okay, well, Swedish band that some stuff might be Swedish, some stuff might be English, and some stuff might be Japanese. Uh, go check out that, that Swedish hardcore uh, at Left Alone Punks, at Violent Affair, at Mad.Choice.PunkRock, at Whole Hog Punks, again with an X, at Pagan Dead, at Madball NYC, at Monster Squad Punks, at Fuming Mouth, at White Collar Sideshow, at SLC Punkcast. That is it for the show. I hope everybody enjoyed. We have wrapped it up. It was a long one, but a lot of great stuff. Go check out those bands. Go check out those tracks. And until the next time... Chris, play the fucking outro. Outro.